Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 175. Hi, how are you? What's going on in your world? So ETA for Australia is five weeks away. I'm excited. We're on the countdown. Uh, I am waiting to get back some of the designs for Confidently Ever After, the live event that I am running in May in Melbourne in Australia, uh, which is very, very cool. I'm working with a designer, graphic designer, a brand, a brand guy, uh, and we had a call last week. So he is busy sketching some stuff away uh, and he'll get back to me this week with some of the draft uh, designs for the event, which I'm very excited about. I love designing events. I love creating events. I love innovating. It's very, very cool. And this event is going to be so epic. It's live. It's all day. It's a room full of powerful women. We're connecting. We're training together. We're talking about confidence. We're doing acts of confidence. She's going to be epic. I have to say, I put on quite the live event uh, and I haven't done one in three years, so I'm unleashing. If you have been thinking about joining Warrior School, joining this powerful tribe of women, this community of women that is around the world, which is why it is a Warrior School tour. So the first stop for Warrior School is in Australia in May, and then I am going to Nashville Uh, in August and then there will be a live event here in Vancouver. So if you've been thinking about joining Warrior School, now's the time. You want to get in a room with me and these other women. It will change your damn life and it will blow your damn mind. If you're interested, check out Warrior School. The link is in the show notes. You can learn more about it. You could email me, DM me, Hell, you could even just apply. So I have your second episode starring one of my warriors talking about the Warrior Queen Challenge. Today's episode is with Meg. Meg and I have been going out for the last 17 months. We've been working together for the last 17 months. And this is her first time on the podcast She did so well. She is just a delicious human, a gem and a joy to be around and to connect with and have a conversation with. She is one of the strongest women I know. So get this. She PR'd her squat and her deadlift by 80 pounds over the last 12 weeks, which just blows my damn mind. Uh... Meg, well, she shares so much cool stuff in this conversation, but one of the things that is really, really cool is that she's learned to respect her body, even though she's in a body that she doesn't love or she doesn't feel confident in. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of mindset work, you know, She's really worked on having an elegant mind and 
She's worked on being able to hold these two things together. One being, you know, she's in a bigger body, a heavier body than what she is used to. And she doesn't love the way that she looks. She doesn't feel confident in her body, in her physical appearance. But over the last 17 months, and especially over the last 12 weeks, she's really learned to respect her body while still wanting to change it. She's also made some epic, epic strength gains. Uh, But I'm going to let her talk to you about it. Uh, That's enough from me. Enjoy this conversation with the delicious Megan. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Meg, welcome to the Warrior School podcast. Thank you. Your first podcast. Yeah, my very first. They're so much fun. We're going to have such a great time. Yay. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. We've just wrapped up 12 weeks of, I don't know, what would you call it? 12 weeks of... The first word that came to my mind was intensity and learning, I think. Intensity and learning. Okay, well, there you go. 12 weeks of intensity and learning, also known as the Warrior Queen Challenge. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But that's a beautiful way to describe it. It was intense and a lot of you learned a lot, which which is super cool. Yeah. Should we start there? Should we start with learnings? Like some of the biggest learnings or insights? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay, you go for it. You tell me over the last like 12 weeks, what's some really big learnings or insights that you've had? Because we've been together now for how many months is it? How many I months mean, have we been dating for? Well, we have been together for 17 months. Yeah. We're almost at a year and a half anniversary. Yeah. <sighs> It's a true love story. Um, Learning, well, part of the challenge was getting to the bar. And I love the bar. I've been at the bar before. It was not new to me. But one thing I loved about this challenge is that I learned more about technique and why we do certain things. And that was super helpful to me. And also just learning the progression of the move and the weight, which, which was super cool for me. So I, I appreciated that learning aspect of it and then learning my body more about what it's capable of. And also my mind, the body and mind can be separate and together. And so, uh, 
that was a huge learning curve because my ego gets in the way too. And so learning to like really sink into my body and get to know what she needs and what she's currently doing. And then where my ego wants to be, sometimes we're two different areas. (laughs) You ain't alone. (laughs) Sometimes I'm here and I want to be over there as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about like learning, like learning about you know, the movements, like learning about your squat or your deadlift, like what did you learn? Well, first of all, you do a great job of sending out tutorials and walking through, walking us through the different sets. Um, Certain things that I learned, like for instance, in the squats, when you have the bar on your back, I mean, you first you create that tension within your whole body. And so once that tension is created where I forget what you called it, where you like squeeze and you create that tension and then also pull the bar down, like that makes a huge difference in the control of the squats and the execution of it. So that was a huge learning. I'm not just throwing a bar on my back and just plopping down and trying to stand back up and like hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, there's no plopping really when it comes to lifting. Yeah. No. And at the beginning of the challenge, you really slowed us down with tempo, like slowed us down. (laughs) That was a challenge for sure. And so, but just learning how to hold that tension the entire time and to really get into the movement and to feel like every second of the descent and then coming back up was really helpful to know how I needed to position. As time went on, I first started out with my heels elevated for the squat. And then as time went on, I was, I don't know if things changed and just the shifting of my strength that I was able to take that away. Um, but that it was, was really- also your bladder. It was, yes. all- Yeah. Yeah, my bladders, I've had, I've been for the last couple of years, well, I started a couple of years ago working with a pelvic therapy, um, pelvic floor therapist to help me strengthen my pelvic floor. And so then as my weight got higher in my squats, I realized, oh, there's some things happening that maybe I'm disconnecting with. Um, And I realized the higher I went in weights, And if my heels were elevated, I was not able to connect fully with my pelvic floor. And so when I took the weight away or the plates away for the heel elevation, that helped me to connect better. And that was helpful. Yeah. What a cool thing to learn. Yeah. About your body that, you know, the heel elevation which definitely helps us, you know, use our quads more. We stay more upright in the torso, especially with the bar on our back. As it gets heavier, the torso can lean forward. Mm. But you pick that up, actually. You tried one day and you're like, oh, I can get a better connection when my heels are flat on the floor. Uh, when you were experimenting, yeah, with the bladder and the leakage. So, and that's really cool. And I think we can miss that if we're not doing something 
consistently for a long period of time. Like you squatted twice a week for 12 weeks Mm -hmm. and then right towards the end in the last month or so you had the bladder stuff. But because you were still squatting, you got to play around with certain things that allowed for a better connection. And if we're constantly changing the movements all the time, we don't get to learn things like that. So I think that was a really cool learning for you. Yeah, I agree. I do appreciate the ability to squat twice a week for 12 weeks because you really get into it. And then I really learned, especially when my heels, when I took my heels off, I love the cue of like screwing your feet into the floor. And that really helps with a great connection, especially if you're pulling the bar down and you're screwing your feet in the floor. It just helps to really feel stable and then everything is connected. Yeah. Where did you uh, start with your squat? And then where did you get to? What did you do your uh, 1RM at? With <laughs> the challenge, um, I started, I think at a hun- I was 110 pounds for my squat and I got up to 190 and 110 pounds did not feel good that great. It was like, oh, okay, I did it, but I don't know. I, it was just really weird. But then the 190 felt pretty solid. 190 Congratulations. Pounds. Thank you. Congratulations. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. It was way cool. Yeah. It was um it was so cool to watch it develop. Uh, and I think like you just said it's the practice like the twice a week getting the exposure to it which really helps. But then also the tempo work. Like slowing it way down at the start um, and building the endurance in the movement and then we increase the intensity as we went on. And then, yeah, yeah, you did your finale at 190 pounds. And my only factor that stopped me from going higher was my bladder. So that was just my limiting factor at that point. Yeah. What about for your deadlift? So I started at 130 pounds and got to 210. That was a wild ride. Yeah. We did that session together, actually. So for uh, some of them, if it kind of landed well, I did the PR session with with them. And so Meg and I got to do the PR session for her deadlift together. It was so fun. That's so much more helpful too to have you there like coaching and just cheerleading along was so cool. Yeah. And again, your limiting factor was your bladder, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it... I, I, I was able to, with um, the deadlifts and my bladder, just like with my squat, I was able to adjust some positioning and just even bring my feet in just a little bit for the sumo deadlifts was just really helpful. And so it's just those minute changes that make a huge difference. Yeah. Meg's got actually like biomechanically, she's got a beautiful structure for the sumo, just like lever lengthwise and stuff. But yeah, we pulled her feet in and then there was less strain like in her inner thigh and her pelvic floor when we pulled her feet in a little bit closer. But yeah, you've got such a beautiful biomechanics for your, for the sumo. So it just looks so beautiful when you pull it off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's shorter. (laughs) Yeah, because you're shorter. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm right I'm right there with you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only little as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then the last movement that we focused on, the <laughs> the big mighty queen, uh the hardest one I think, the pull up or the chin up. Um talk to me about your experience with her. 
Yeah. I honestly, when I knew it was in the challenge, I'm like, ah, whatever. It's not really a goal of mine. I mean, it's not really a goal of mine to get a pull up. However, it's super cool. Um, and I mean, it was assisted the whole time. That one is a slower process in my mind to grab, to get the concept down. Um, and so I felt like I had, I want to say that I felt like I had more, um, uh, a better experience, but not a better, it's just different because you're working with your upper body and you're trying to engage smaller muscles than with your lower body. And it was tough. Um, there were times that I was super winded after doing assisted chin-ups or pull-ups and just completely wiped out. I did surprise myself towards, I mean, what at the end I've been able to do, I think 12 was the most I got. Which is epic. Cause when Meg and I first started, she couldn't hang on the bar for five seconds. So <laughs> no. And now I can hang on the bar for 45 seconds unassisted. It's so cool. That is really it cool. Yeah, so there's there's this saying by Ido Portal, who's kind of like the grandfather of the movement world, and he talks about how the hips crave intensity, the upper body craves complexity. And this mm. is why we find upper body stuff so hard, because it craves the complexity of things like a pull-up or a chin-up, but it's so harder to develop, you know, because the shoulder is very complex, the muscles are smaller in the upper body, Whereas we, the the hips and the legs, you know, they crave intensity. And this is why we see massive progress when it comes to like our squats and our deadlifts and we can tolerate a lot of load going through them. And the, yeah, the upper body's just a, a bit more complex. Yeah, it is. But I could see like great improvement with it. And just even with the accessory work that you had us do was just super helpful just to add to it. Yeah. Would you, do you have anything else to kind of say around like overall learnings, experiences, insights? I feel like the challenge helped me to understand myself better and to really just get real with myself. And that's that ego piece too, of sometimes I like to check off the box and so you can't just check off the box when you're doing these types of movements. You really just have to get in the work and stay there until you finish. And so that was a big learning piece or just something that overall helped me um, definitely feel more confident. I mean, it's super cool to like tell somebody, yeah, I can squat this much or I can deadlift this much. <laughs> like, yeah. super cool. Can you share um, on the live coaching call that we did? Last week, can you just share the little piece around you resharing the video of your yeah. deadlift? Yeah. So um, I have some aesthetic goals that I that are in my vision, um, but they're not happening yet. And so I have been more private about what I share on Instagram and social media. And when Amy had reposted my sumo deadlift at 210 pounds. I'm like, I'm going to share this. I don't care what I look like, but I'm stronger. I feel better. I'm more confident. 
And I did it with just such ease and confidence. And it felt so good to be able to share that with those that follow me on Instagram. Yeah. And then who was it that said, can you really lift that weight? Oh, yeah. My younger sister, she uh, she's three years younger than me. And she was like, don't your knees and back hurt? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, Amy, I was like, my coach, Amy, really works with that. She makes us earn the movement. We, she just didn't throw me in there. Like, I've worked really hard to earn this and to work out all of the things that can happen so it, I, I was just really proud and it was just really cool. I was like, oh, I felt great. Yeah. <laughs> and other than the bladder, we could have kept <laughs> like kept li- lifting. Yeah. 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 It's, um, you know, I think that's such a cool moment for you, Meg, because we can, you know, I think we can hold both. We can be in this place where we're not in a body that we like love and we're not um, comfortable and we haven't achieved what we want to aesthetically, but we can also hold this other side, which is, you know, actually I damn respect my body because look what she did for 12 weeks. Like I went from here to here and I'm so much stronger and, you know, we, yeah. And I think we can hold both. And I, I feel like I've really seen you come into that over the challenge in the last 12 weeks. It's like, you know what? I'm damn going to hold both of them. It's like, I'm not where I want to be aesthetically, but I truly can see now that I am really strong and really capable and really resilient. And you do feel confident like in your body, in what she can do. Uh, And yeah, you're, you're holding both really well, which I think is important. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just, I mean, having so much extra weight on my body and being able to have the capability to even like do a hang, like I can hold my body with my hands from a bar. Yeah. Like that capability is super encouraging to me and it feels good. Yeah. And it, it only gets easier when, well, two reasons, your grip is stronger, but I always think when it comes to gymnastic strength training or upper body training, it's way easier if you're a little lighter. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't mean like we have to lose all of this weight to make it easier. We just build the strength, but it is, yeah. The complexity stuff with the upper body and the shoulders and pull-ups, it does feel a little easier if we're a little lighter. So. Yeah, but I'm also still capable of doing it at this weight. Yeah. And just know that in my future, it's going to get better. You're just going to be banging them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the bladder was one challenge for you. Did anything else come up over the over the course of the challenge? Um, I think seasonal anxiety and depression comes up for me. Not, I think it does. And sometimes having that into play and you're just like, I really don't want to do it. I want, I want to go do something else or not do anything. And having the challenge or even just having a coach that holds you accountable and know, like, I know that I'm going to get it done and I do it anyways, or I wait to the right moment right? You talk about checking off all the boxes. <clears throat> if I can't check off all the boxes, I don't train that day, but that's okay. I'll do it another day. Um, I think just the challenge of knowing that it's not going to look perfect, 
like I'm not going to always work out on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, it may, is going to be different. That's a challenge, but I get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one is, you know, finding our own rhythm or being okay that the rhythm changes, but mm-hmm. not losing the momentum is a huge, a huge one, a huge learning. And to be okay with, you know what? The rhythm of the week might feel a little bit different and it might be a bit more challenging to train at certain times, but overall I want to try and keep my momentum. So I know that I'll do my sessions, but it just might look a little bit different. The rhythm of it might look a little bit different and just letting go of that, of like Monday is this day and then this day and then this day. It's like, you know what? We have the three or four sessions and we're going to slot it into like what's going on in your world and with your body. And we want to keep the momentum by showing up, but the rhythm, how it looks week to week might be a bit different. Yeah, for sure. And you teach us about like, it's a rolling practice. And so I have to remind myself, like, it's just a rolling practice. It's okay. It works. Yeah. What I mean by that is you know, uh, all the women, they use a training application. And so I'll pop their training days on certain days and sometimes stuff comes up in life and they might miss a session or so, and they don't like the red crosses. (laughs) They like the green ticks. It's very motivating that green tick. But what I talk about is how we just we do the session like it's our, it's our next session, just because we've missed it it doesn't mean we miss it. We just, that's the next one that we do. And it's a rolling practice and we don't have to get so attached to the exact day that it was on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to just talk a little bit about your overall like journey over the last 17 months, you know, kind okay. of, yeah, just where, where you were at when we started and then where you, where you've kind of landed now, we've just finished the challenge and then looking forward, like what we're going to focus on um, moving forward. Okay. Yeah. I came to Amy with a few years of the mindset of less movement is better for healing. And because I felt what I had learned and what I thought I understood is that the more movement was making me worse because I was exhausting myself. So I came to Amy with that mindset, um, with a background of, of training a lot and then took time off, but really starting from the ground up of just doing body weight movements, um, I guess, mobility work and starting there and slowly working my way up. But I also encountered a few injuries. I had tore my calf muscle, strained a calf muscle, had some feet problems, a lower back problem, and just working through that, but staying consistent was super helpful. And then it was super great because you would just always work with it. You'd be like, okay, you're injured. No big deal. This is what we're going to (laughs) do. And so in my mind, I was always like, I'm injured. I can't do anything. So you really taught me to keep doing things and work not you work through the pain in a way, but it's just like you work with the body to help support it. And I was like, oh, like that was so cool to me to learn because I never thought about it in that way. Uh, Also just getting really consistent with a walking practice. And it wasn't this 
you have to get out there and like speed walk for a certain amount of time. It's like, just get out there and walk, enjoy it. That's super nice. I look forward to my walks. I love them. Um, so it's just been, I, I'm trying to think we started adding weight in. I don't even remember at what point, but I know that you threw me into the gym in September. So it was 10 months in and you threw me into the gym. That was a challenge. It messed with me mentally, not so much physically. I mean, at first it was a really huge curve for my body to have that muscle um, activation, I guess. And so that was, but mentally it was hard to be put back into a gym and you helped me through that. And then I start, I feel like once I got comfortable back into a gym, it helped take my momentum a little bit further with lifting heavier weights. Yeah. I believe that, you know, we can rebuild a strong foundation at home and we can do a lot. Mm-hmm. We've got to, you know, we've got to learn how to control our own, our own body and it's a tool and we've got to start from scratch again and learn, you know, how to move properly. But also it's a time for us just to like, take that time to like break down old worldviews and belief systems and stories in our mind and to work through all the mental shit and the emotional shit and just like all the shit and baggage that we've like, you know, we've had from years and years and years of being in the culture, like just to like, I don't even want to say to retreat, but just to have a space that feels safer at home to be like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to learn how to move properly and train properly. And I'm also going to work on all my shit. So yeah. we do that for about, you know, and every woman's journey is a bit different. But, you know, what I've seen, it's about six, nine, 12 months for that. To And then we're like, all right, now let's get started. <laughs> now, actually, let's really push the training because we've kind of dealt with all of that mindset work and not saying that it doesn't come up. Yeah. But we've done a bulk of the work on like the, the mindset and the stories. And you believe now that you're capable of training consistently because that's what you've done at home, you know, three times, four times a week. Now we put you in an environment that, yeah, it's a bit more uncomfortable, but it's also, it has, things there that we don't have at home, which is access to lots of, lots of weight. (laughs) So, uh, and I think for you and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the hardest piece for you was just how you feel about yourself physically, like the physical body of how you look. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. You're correct. That was like the hardest part. I remember sitting in the parking lot crying and being like, I can't go in, I can't go in. And just your encouragement and then just taking that step forward to go into the gym was super helpful. Did you feel like, like all the groundwork that we had done, like being at home, learning how to train properly, how to move properly, and even having the program, was that helpful for you to go into the gym space? Oh yes. Yeah. Super helpful. I have been in the gym state gym space for a long time prior to knew the machines really well, knew a lot of the movements really well, but really getting to the bottom ground, what you do 
the foundation was super helpful because then I felt like it helped me to connect with my body more, understand it better and to execute the moves very differently than before. I mean, we talk about just going from those damn wall split squats that you have everybody do at the beginning and they're so hard. And now I can bust out, you know, a single leg work with high weight and not even really think about it. Yeah. And you earn that, like you earned it and you own it. And that's like, and I think we forget, you know, we're so focused on not being where we want to go or it not being enough that we forget actually, Hey, I sucked. I was so weak. I couldn't even do wall splits. I still think about that on my journey of like that first session I saw with my coach when I was so weak and broken, I couldn't even hold a half hollow body for 30 seconds. Like that's how weak I was. I was so weak, but you get so caught up in like, you know, like just the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And you forget where you've come from. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So talk a little bit about like moving forward, like coming out of this challenge, like what are you focusing on? What are you excited about? What are you curious about? Yeah. Well, you've slowed us down this month, which is actually kind of nice and weird. My, my mind wants to like progress further and like, let's push through, but it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a slowdown. Um, we're still, I'm still moving, I'm still training, um, making sure I get even more walks in right now. Um, I look forward to getting back to the bar. I look forward to working with perhaps some hypertrophy training to pack on some more muscle. Um, I really look forward to another challenge that you do, but I do love your programming. Like my favorite part about this and your programming is knowing each of us individually and like, you know, me, you know what I need and don't need. And so that is super helpful because it's not just some program that I can print off the internet because you know me and you know what my body can do or if I have an injury. So I look forward just to continuing to progress and get stronger. Yeah. We're yeah. going to build more muscle and we're going to get yeah. some of the weight off you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we both, we both don't mean that in a like wanky diet culture kind of way. No, I mean, this is like, I've got to get this weight off. I mean, I mean, my body moves perfectly fine right now. It's, but I do have a lot of extra weight on me that needs to come off, you know, for longevity and for health reasons, for sure. And just to feel even more confident in my body. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Last, last little bit. Words of like wisdom for anyone out there that maybe they've tried training before, didn't work. They've tried certain ways of eating, didn't work. Maybe they're tired and exhausted. They kind of know that maybe they need to like learn how to train properly and strength train properly. And, but like it feels, like really hard or, you know, maybe they have the expectation of they are going to get the results like pretty quickly if they just start to strength train, you know, what, 
what can you say to the, because I know there's so many women out there that they do feel a bit lost. They feel overwhelmed. They have tried stuff before. They kind of know they need to do things differently. They're not sure where to start. And also they're afraid that it just like won't work again, or they're afraid that it's going to take a long time. Dish it out, Meg. What are you going to say? I think first of all, we need to change our mindset on like you did a 12 week challenge, but it wasn't like a 12 week challenge and lose 30 pounds. You know, like we've got to cut that out. Like the short term aesthetic goals, it's just not there. And you always tell us to take the long way home. And I love that because for me and just what I would encourage everybody just to really get that in your mind, to take the long way home. I'd also say, do not skimp on the foundational work. Yes, it's going to be boring and mind numbing sometimes, but it's so important. Um, And it will be hard too, like while split squats, but I would just strongly encourage somebody to get a coach. I have a degree in exercise science. I'm a health coach myself. But having somebody else work with you and walk you through it, it's a whole different world. A whole different world. I just, I encourage anybody that's ever talked to me like recently about, I don't know what to do. I'm like, got to get a coach. Here's my coach. She's great. (laughs) Um, But I I just believe it's really important to have somebody that works with you one-on-one to help you through uh, trust the process, trust <laughs> the coach that you get. So easy to say, hey, it trust is. the process. But it's, it effing sucks. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not just as easy to say, trust the process and don't skimp on the foundational work because it's really hard and it's also really important. Actually, I think so, this came up on our live coaching call, didn't it? Like around like learning to trust the process. I remember I was on a call with the other Meg and she said to me one day, she was nine months in and she's like, ah, it really does take around nine to 12 months. Like I believe you now, Amy, I didn't believe you before, but you actually know what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, it's really hard. It's hard to trust that this thing will be the thing that will be helpful for you because you've tried so many things before. I totally get why you don't trust. Yeah. (laughs) And because it feels really slow. You're just like- It does feel really slow at first. Yeah. This is not enough. This is not enough. I need to do more. Like it needs to go faster. And that, that shakes the trust as well. But, you know, if I can give you a piece of advice, hold on. Like if you can hold on for like 12 months- and consistently show up and do the work, it will change your damn life. <laughs> it will. I think I hear you say in your podcast that you wish you could tell people to to commit to 24 months instead or something, but I could see that. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm almost 18 months in and I'm like, I want this forever. I don't, yeah. I don't want to do this by myself anymore. So yeah, committing to at least the 12 months that you say is super important. Yeah, it's a funny one, Meg, isn't it? The time thing, because like most of the women that I work with are in their like mid 30s to like mid 40s. That's the big chunk of you. And like with that comes families and 
a lot of history of like doing things that weren't super great for the old bud. <laughs> and so there's a lot of stuff, like I said, that we've got to work through. It's not as easy of, of just saying like, I think I say to to you all the time that, yeah, we could do it. We could do it like quicker for sure. Like we could train four or five days a week and push really hard and we could get a transformation a lot quicker, but we're missing out all of that like groundwork, all of the mindset work, the mental work, the changing stories and habits and beliefs and behaviors and like that's what we miss out. So you could get the physical transformation, but you've missed out on actually transforming yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing. It's like it's going to take time. It's going to take years. Not saying that it's not possible to get a physical transformation quicker. It is, but at the detriment to what? Like you're going to have to let go of like family responsibilities or like work responsibilities or, you know, there's, it's going to be at the detriment to something if it's the number one priority. And it just, with the age range that you're all in, it doesn't work like that because you can't just like let go of your life and let go of the 10, 20 years of like baggage. Yes. Um, and I think that's the hardest part to know that, you know what, if you're like in your mid thirties, late thirties, forties, uh, that you're probably looking at a good couple of years to like yeah. build your foundation and get those big, long lasting results that you want. Oh, I agree. I'll be 43 in a couple of weeks and just the age is very different. The hormonal changes that happen, but it, uh, it is also important just to slow it down and to rebuild or just build for the first time. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your experience. Thank you. This was great. It's fun. Hey, it is so much fun. So much. fun, And just your trainings just aren't amazing. It's your whole school that you have is super incredible. Like you don't just program, you do more than program for us. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for, it's a privilege to, to coach you and lead you. And I'm excited. I'm excited to, to kick some big goals with you. Yeah. And get yeah. you some of those big, long lasting results that you want. You've got such a really cool foundational strength now. It's going to be really fun to, to get some really cool body composition changes. Thanks. I'm excited. Thanks for coming on Meg. Yeah, of course. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.